I'm Pastor Joshua. I'm super excited that you're here. You came on a fantastic Sunday, just like every Sunday. But I am very excited because we have someone who's going to share with you today who, who uh, we actually, it took us an entire year to book this guy. So you guys are super rich today and you don't even know why yet. But um, Tom and Terry, can you guys come up? And, uh, and I'm going to talk a little bit about them and then you can give them a, a real good Christ Center welcome. But uh, I met Tom and Terry actually 14 years ago when Karen and I were helping with a church plant in Springfield called Family Life Center through Open Bible. And uh, we were uh, part of the eldership there, and I was a worship leader. And we were scholarship to come and be a part of this. At the time, it was called Mission Eugene Springfield. And we were invited. We were scholarship, uh, Pastor Eddie and myself, to come over to Cannon Beach. And, and, uh, and I didn't know what to expect because, honestly, I had interacted with different, like, pastoral prayer times and such, and it always felt to me, honestly, a lot like a sanctified one-upmanship game, you know, it's sort of like, hey, brother, how you doing? Praise the Lord, uh, you know, and then pretty quickly it got around to like, so, uh, you know, where, uh, where, are you, where are you ministering at, and, uh, oh, really, and uh, what, uh, what size of a congregation are you ministering at, and then, you know, you kind of knew where this was going, it's like, you're just, it's kind of measuring it up, right? This was nothing like that. There was no sanctified one-upmanship it was the presence of the Lord. It was a group of, of people coming together, leaders, because we wanted to see the blessing of God released. And here's what was up. There was, a, there, was a, there was a love and there was a fear of the Lord that was present in a unique way that I'd never been a part of before. And it was like this. You wanted to pray and you wanted to share, but you did not want to be the person that piped up and had something to say that turned out just to be the last thought you had not something that was helpful for the people in the room. And you could tell the difference because you know that I did pipe up and have them the last thought I had, and it felt horrible. <laughs> it was amazing. And what I, what I came to understand over the, over the next few years was that what, what I had entered into was a sovereign work of God, but a sovereign work of God. How many of you guys know when God moves, he doesn't do it without people? He, he calls sons and daughters, he calls mothers and fathers, and he says, this is what I'm doing. Will you co-labor with me to see this released in the earth? And what I was experiencing was the, was the leadership of Tom and Terry White. And they were cultivating something, working alongside uh, Steve Buss, and, and uh, there was a, a partnership and a mentorship going on there. God was moving sovereignly, but here was this team of, of men and women that were coming together to say, Lord, we want to see your kingdom come in a unique way in unity. And, uh, and so I just, uh, I, I personally have benefited so much from the ministry of Tom and Terry, and so have so many leaders here in Lane County as they've continued over now for the last, uh, well, I guess it's been the last 14 years that I've been with them. They've been at this much longer than that, but have had such a dynamic and, and uh, transformational effect on my own life. And we came before the elders, we said, guys, we really, as you guys know, we've already prayed for Tom and Terry as our missionaries. We've taken them on as missionaries as a part of this house. But we came to the elders and we said, look, these guys are carrying an apostolic mantle uh, that is international. And we really believe that we're to come and to stand with them as a tribe. And um, we know that, that uh, and then, of course, they're working together with Steve and Patty who are carrying the same mantle locally. But we need, to, we need to sow into this. We need to partner in this financially and in prayer and relationally. And so as I'm, as I'm welcoming Tom and Terry today, what I want you to understand is that you, they may be new to you, but you, this is like you're meeting your aunt and uncle that you didn't know how cool they were. You didn't know how much they've been doing in the kingdom, so you're up for a treat. But I want you to extend your heart in that way because what I want you to understand is that these are, uh, these are dear, trusted 
the individuals that are bringing an important prophetic word for us as a house. This, I, I don't want you to relate this as like some speaker that we came in who just like knows a couple of things. I want you to welcome Tom and Terry as people that are carrying part of the message and part of the momentum of what God's doing, of which you have been a part now for years. So I want you to receive it like that. All right? All right. So uh, anyway, I, wanna, I want Terry to speak for just a moment because carry the word, but Terry is amazing. We're going to have her come and uh, facilitate some hearing the Lord times here in the future. You can look forward to that. But Terry, did you want to address the tribe? Well, when my daughter lived in Mongolia, Mongolia to me was just a place on the map. And actually, I didn't really even know where it was on the map. But, you know, when I actually went to Mongolia and met the people, Mongolia now has a face. And that's how I feel about you, because I've heard a lot about you. And um, now I'm just looking forward to not only seeing your faces and hearing your hearts, um, because Christ um, Church here just, it doesn't just have, you know, it's just not a name in Junction City that I drive by. Now you have a face. And so we appreciate so much you um, including us in the tribe and supporting us. It really is an encouragement to us and just pray that we can be a blessing. All right, well, you're going to hear from Tom, so just stretch your hands out here. We're going to pray for, pray for this, guys, as they get ready. Lord, we just thank you for what Tom and Terry are carrying. We thank you, Father, that they've been faithful in your house, and we extend the equity that, that they have with you, Lord, we extend to them as well. We ask that we could receive from you through your scripture this word in Jesus' name. And Christ Center said, amen. Can we give a Christ Center welcome to our dear friends, Tom and Terry? Well, thank you. Good morning, church. Took a little time yesterday to check you folks out. Went on your site and uh, powerful people who release heaven wherever you go. What a tribe. Am I in the right tribe today? Powerful people who release heaven wherever you go. So uh, it's our joy to be here. Thank you so much, Josh, for the invitation and for honoring us. We feel a part of your family. Uh, how do I become a designated hugger? <laughs> Man, I'm going to go to your parenting class, but I'm going to be a designated hugger. You know, it's not an easy thing these days in our culture to be an appropriate designated hugger. So uh, bless you. It's a real joy to be here. I'm going to share a few thoughts about God's uh, overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love. Anyone tracking? Anyone hearing this? God's overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love. Uh, we've just come through Passion Week, and uh, a favorite portion uh, in my world in the Gospels is John 13 to 17. And I think we see here the real core of Jesus' teaching, uh, the real core passion that he had for those who he chose to be his disciples. And so we see him talking in John 13, you know, greater love has no man than he lays down his life for his brothers. Um, and sitting at table, having a meal, and just calling them friends. And so he knew as he sat there, looking in the eyes of Judas, he would be betrayed. Uh, he knew looking at Peter that he would be denied. He knew looking at a guy named Thomas, and I can connect with this, that uh, the reality of his Messiahship would even be denied. And say, Lord, unless I see, I'm not going to believe. And he still called them friends. And so uh, coming up from table, a family setting, 
Jesus began moving toward the garden and offered a prayer. I think the most powerful uh, prayer recorded in the Bible. And this basically is what he says, Father, part of his prayer, Father, those who believe in me, those who follow me, may their hearts be knit together in such deep covenantal love as my heart is knit with yours and your heart is knit with mine. And so this is the core passion of Jesus and for his disciples, but I'm here this morning, church, to say this is a prayer for you and it's a prayer for me in current reality and that Jesus wants us to live in a depth of love, perhaps that we understand in our heads. And this, this truth from this prayer goes beyond my head. I'm just saying I can't wrap my mind around it, but all I'm saying this morning as I'm with you is I want this to get into my heart. And I want to live this and, and, and walk in this love more than ever before. So there's a purpose in the prayer. A part of this, Jesus said, Father, I want those who follow me to walk in such love that the world will believe and know that I'm the real deal, that I'm Messiah. And so also in his prayer, in a couple of places, he prays protection. Lord, protect them who would follow me, be my disciples from the work of the evil one. Why? Why? Something so wonderful. And we, we hear this prayer from the master, and it feels warm, it feels secure, you know, kind of, kind of in the family of God, invited in the, into the very family of the Trinity. But I want to tell you, it's also warfare. And Jesus knew this as he interceded for those who would follow him. Because when we walk together, when we work together, when we serve a community together, uh, it is such a threat to the powers of darkness, the enemy wants to shred it. So I, I'm sure you track with Terry and me this morning is that there's something in your heart you just want to see God's kids get along. Amen? Okay? Whatever label you put on yourself, whether you're Pentecostal, Presbyterian, Charismatic, Lutheran, you know, the Lord doesn't read the labels. He looks for the reflection of his son in you and me. And so when we're walking together, when we're working together, the enemy begins to shake and quake because when we walk in that kind of covenantal love, the Father just says, now my kids are getting along. I'm going to pour blessing upon you and release my love through you to the city. That's why Jesus prays preemptively. He prays proactively for you and me as we begin to touch this love and walk in it that we would be shielded and protected from the work of the evil one. So that which is wonderful, that which brings us into a secure, loving relationship with one another and with God also becomes warfare ground. So I'm here today to bring you glad Breaking kingdom news. Anybody up for a little fresh news? I don't know about you, but the breaking news pattern is wearisome. It is troublesome. As a nation, as a culture, we are in a very troubling, dangerous place. We all know this. But there is a kingdom breaking news that there is a move of the Holy Spirit. There's a move of the Holy Spirit that you are touching, you are tasting in your own city. So here's my title John 17 Unity. A movement going global. <laughs> Best way I can describe this. This is a move of the, of the Spirit of God worldwide. I'll touch on that a little bit. But this is also happening in your hearts, in your city, in your county. Amen? Bless you. Bless you, Christ Center. Bless you, Joshua and Jason and Red and Ed and Janelle and everyone on a part of this leadership. Bless you for hearing the trumpet of the Lord in season and for 
coming online to be a part of this movement. It is a movement of unity. It is a movement of corporate prayer, praying together, the body of Christ coming in to help, praying together. It is a movement of collaboration where together we do good deeds that touch broken needs of people. And we, we share the good news together. It's a big year for this, a big festival in July with Andrew Palau. You know the city serve. So we're doing good deeds together, and we're sharing the good news together. And so, and, and so when we do that, my friends, there is the blessing and favor of God that comes forth. And it is also overseas global, but it's right here in your own hearts. So Terry and I are privileged to be a part of this. As Josh mentioned, we've wandered. We've been kind of uh, had a front row seat watching the glory of God fall in the hearts of both leaders and people that come in the pews. So a little bit of personal narrative. Going back to 1972, I was three years old in the Lord. And I had a very disillusioning experience in 1960s. So uh, around 1968, I left college and began traveling the East Coast, and I became a 1960s religious fruit and nut, right? Some of you here relate with this. You're kind of in my age cohort. You remember back those weird, wild days? Uh, Eugene, Oregon has a few weird, wild days. And so I, I was delivered from everything from A to Z, from astrology to Zen, and most everything in between. And seeking out, you know, truth and through every philosophical rock and all kinds of religions. And Jesus reached down, and in the Jesus movement, a sovereign move of God, up and down the West Coast, brought me into the kingdom. And set my feet upon a rock, put a new song of praise in my mouth, a praise to God. So I was set free from every kind of scheme and deception of the evil one. And, uh, and only Jesus can do this, my friend. And so here I find myself in San Diego. Uh, in a healthy church, Skyline Wesleyan Church, with a hunger for the Word of God. Terry knows my Bible is just marked up, all kinds of color-coded portions, memorizing the Word. I had discovered everything that was not truth, every kind of slippery lie the enemy can put out there, and other philosophies and other re religions. So I'm in a healthy church with a hunger for the Word of God, and I find myself in August of 1972 under a tree in Puerto Rico, sitting alongside this dear woman, and the Lord says, I'm calling you to ministry. I'm calling you to bring your lives together. So then that began for us a journey, Asbury Seminary, where I was trained. Did a little uh, master's thesis on a light topic, understanding Paul's concept of dealing with principalities and powers. Just a few little light ideas in the mix with that. And so then coming out of that, came to Oregon, and in 1983, the Lord called us to be available to pray with people for deliverance, to break shackles from the evil one, to do deep emotional healing. My brother Ed, I love you. I honor you. I just honor what you've done with Restoration Ministries. You are a light and, and a place of hope here for the brokenhearted and hopeless. So bless you. It's been phenomenal. So early on in our journey, the Lord taught Terry and I just these, these deep truths of, of emotional healing and the healing of the soul, and that we did for about seven years on the cutting edge. Wrote a book on spiritual warfare, still in print, 29 years, one book still in print on the topic of spiritual warfare. But by 1989, I'm asking a question, another just little lighthearted question. Lord, I understand your authority, the power of your word, your Holy Spirit to set captives free. And I prayed at this point with people all over the world. 
and seen chains broken, lives set free from the power of the evil one. And so I understood that. I said, Lord, do you set cities free? This was a very deep question for me. God, do you move in delivering power to expose and weaken the grip of the powers of evil over a particular city or region, in some cases a whole nation, like, like a Haiti, right? These places or a place in Africa, Rwanda, where there has been horrific genocide. God, how do you move to break these powers of evil over a place? And so I was wrestling with these questions. And then I heard about a movement. I heard about a meeting in the city of Salem, 1989. I got wind of something the Holy Spirit was breathing. A man in Portland, Dr. Joe Aldrich, he was president of Multnomah Bible College. Joe was a humble man. His heart broken, grieved over disunity and mistrust and fragmentation in the body. What Josh shared earlier, this thing about pastors' gatherings where there's posturing, and my theology is better than your theology, or even thinking if they didn't say it, my church is bigger than your church, all these kinds of things. And Joe was broken. He says, what has to happen? And there was a meeting in Salem. I wasn't there. 25, 30 men, no special speaker, no big name, no topic. Men seeking God for some answers for a healthier body of Jesus. And when the Holy Spirit does something, you don't need to push it. God doesn't need any promoters. When the sovereign Holy Spirit moves, it is self-validating. And it will begin to spread because God himself is in it. So that simple meeting began to spill over. I heard about it, called Joe. He invited me to a meeting in Seattle, Washington, a pastor's prayer summit, January 1991. I sat and not just watched. I became a part of prayer groups with pastors confessing theological pride, confessing criticism of one another. You know, Presbyterians uh, actually blessing Pentecostals. Can you believe it? And there was such a flow of authentic repentance and love between these leaders. Something happened. I was marked. Friends, have you ever had an encounter with God where you're marked? It's not just a nice word. It's not, oh, that was nice. That was a good takeaway. You are marked. January 1991, I was marked very, very deeply and I, I, I had a revelation from the Lord. And it's like, there is no way anyone with any strategy is ever going to chase darkness out of any place. It's not going to happen. The answer is to turn on the light. When you come into a dark room, you don't somehow get darkness out of a room. You turn on the light. And as I sat with these leaders, here was the revelation. Leaders need to simply take Jesus seriously. And people in congregations need to take Jesus seriously, that his highest command is to love one another, not be critical of one another, not to compete, but to love with one another and walk together in kingdom love. One of the happiest days of my life, I went home to Terry in January of 1991 and sat down to remember it well. I said, honey, God, great news. We have just been delivered from deliverance ministry. <laughs> there was a brightness in her face. And the next thing I said, this is about an exact quotation. We are giving the rest of our lives to promoting Jesus' prayer in John 17. Because what I've just experienced is the real deal. So that's the kingdom-breaking news today that I bring to you. This is happening all around the world. It's happening here in your own hearts. So we went back. Uh, I went back the next month, and Joe said, hey, if you want to do one of these meetings, you have my blessing. And so I called 27 leaders together. 
from the mid Willamette Valley, five cities, Jefferson, Albany, uh, Lebanon, Corvallis, Bournemouth. And we met at Christian Renewal Center, 27 of us. The Holy Spirit came on us just like he had in that meeting in Salem. The next year we grew to 42. The next year was 61. Year number four was 88. And today, after doing this for around 28, 29 years, we have about 80 men and 40 women uh, that meet at Cannon Beach. This is also your journey. And we began to find by 1999, we were asking a question, right? We were asking a question in Corvallis. What must we do together that we cannot effectively do on our own? What can we do to, to exhibit good deeds, the mercy of God for broken people? What can we do, Lord, to pray for one another for the spreading of the seed, sharing of the good news, right? And so, so this became our journey. We formed a leadership team. Easter Sunday morning, the year 2000, we canceled church. Most all of the congregations in Corvallis came together in Gill Coliseum, 11,000 plus. And when we sang Shout to the Lord, it was like that roof was going to blow off the top of Gill Coliseum. So this has been our journey. And we became, to make this very simple, we became another answer to Jesus' priestly prayer. Sitting under the command of blessing. Here it is, Psalm 133. Very simple. The words of David. What a beautiful thing it is. What a beautiful sight it is to the father to see his kids getting along. For there, in that place, says David, the Lord commands his own blessing. So to make this real clear, Carrie and I have just had the privilege of sitting under the waterfall of commanded blessing in city after city all across the earth. Now, this is our story. This is also your story. Saints of Christ Center, <laughs> this is also your story and your journey. And uh, somewhere maybe 14, 15 years ago, I heard from this man, John Cook, pastor of Christian Church in Eugene. And there was a group of 20, 25 leaders who were out at Cana Beach doing a prayer summit. And they'd you know, gotten into a little bit of a struggle point. Another guy named Brad Lane pastor of a small congregation here in Lane County. They invited me out. And so I met this guy, Steve Buss, this, this, this fanatical praying guy. We, we get fired up. Steve, stand up. Just Steve up and put your hand up, Steve Buss. So this guy shows up. And it wasn't only John and Brad and Steve, but these, these, these wild characters from, from Junction City, from Christ Center. This guy named Red and, and Ed and, and Josh. I mean, these, this cast of characters started showing up in these meetings. And they brought life to the house. And so we began meeting together and praying together, the saints of Lane County, and seeking the face of God. Beautiful, beautiful. So what this is, and we see from the Apostle Paul in Philippians 2, let me share it this way. This is about building a culture of honor. If we can go to the Philippians 2, Paul just nails it. If being in a community of the Spirit means anything to you, agree with each other, love each other, be deep-spirited friends. John 15, upper room, Jesus with his disciples, I'm calling you my friends. Everything Father has given to me, I'm giving to you. And so this is what we call a culture of honor, to honor one another. Uh, above yourselves, 
to look out for the interests of a brother or a sister. It, it is a beautiful thing that you are walking in this in Junction City and in Eugene and Springfield throughout Wayne County. I just in this moment just say, Father, just, uh, just open your hands, would you please? I just want to just extend a blessing to you from the Father. Father, thank you for this tribe. Thank you for the Saints of Christ Center here in Eugene. Got to thank you for my brother Ed, who I connected with just moments ago. Brother Red, an astounding father. Father, Lord of your kingdom of this in this county. Thank you for Joshua, for Karen. Thank you for Janelle and Jason. And Father, I just see your pleasure, your delight over the obedience of this congregation to say yes to you. Yes, we'll support our leadership. Yes, we will invest in this vision of your body becoming more healthy. So, Father, pour blessing, blessing and, and out of your storehouse of riches. Just pour fresh impartation of your blessing on Christ's center. In the name of Yeshua, in the name of Yeshua, Amen. Amen. So I believe this is valley-wide. I believe, friends, this is a stirring of the sovereign spirit of God to bring us into unity, deep love. Secondly, corporate prayer. This has got to be an increase of prayer. And then thirdly, collaboration, that we do good deeds and share good news together. Let me be very clear. I would not say this is a revival. I would not even say that we are in a posture of spiritual awakening, but this is a sovereign stirring and a moving of the Holy Spirit that gives us place, right, a posturing to pour out our prayers and say, Lord, from where we are, hear our cry. Open the heavens over the Mid-Lamet Valley and pour out this revival and increased harvest, increased healing for broken people and broken uh, families. So this is what it looks like. Um, this is my best picture. Give me the slide of the valley. I think this is actually accurate. Uh, yeah, First Jeremiah 29, 7, I think you probably know this well. There are leaders around the world and people in congregations praying this prayer from Jeremiah. He said, when you're in exile, a word to Israel, when you're in Babylon, pray this for your city. Pray for the release of God's peace, his shalom, and prosperity. Okay, are you praying this for Junction City? Right? Are you in the walls of your city asking God for his favor and his blessing to come upon your city? This is, this is, I think, the best directive for prayer that we find in the Old Testament. So here's the picture. Here's where I believe we are. Uh, Woodburn on the north. Uh, friends, there is a stirring like this that is fresh. This is fresh. Two-year-old story in Woodburn. Leaders praying together. They've developed a Love, Inc. They, are, they have a task force that meets with their city government and the county government in Woodburn. So when you drive up I-5 and you go under that nice colored bridge, don't just get off to go to the outlet malls to buy something. Go to Woodburn to bless. Okay? It's not just to go there and get something and buy, but say, Lord, what you're doing, bless Woodburn. On the south, here you are on the south, the southern gate is Lane County. To the west is Corvallis and Philomath. And here's the fresh news, a fresh wind of the Holy Spirit out of Sweet Home. Got a call three days ago from George. 
This guy, I hardly know him. He came to one of our meetings. He picked up a couple of my books about building citywide movements. I get a call three days ago, and he says, Brother, you'd be happy to know there are 10 congregations in Sweet Home that are coming together. The leaders are praying together. We're saying, God, would you do something fresh in our city? Amen? And so this, this is what George said, an exact quote, and I just felt, I felt the power of the Spirit fall over me when he said this. Brother, you'd be happy to know there was a fresh wind of the Holy Spirit blowing through the eastern gate of our valley. Sweet home. I've driven through there countless numbers of times going up, you know, to bring vacation and have holiday. And driven through and said, boy, what a broken place. Looks like a broken down place. God is on the move in Sweet Home. Aslan, the Lion of Judah, is on the move in our valley. And friends, this is not yet revival. I wouldn't call it spiritual awakening, but we are postured in our praying. God, bring more and open the heavens. Are you tracking with me? Amen. So, um, so the news gets better. Uh, the news gets better. I, and um, let me just share a few global hotspots. We're tracking numerous expressions of John 17 unity around the world. And a few of these that I'll mention, I've been in just about all of these settings. Let me say this. This is not just a glory story. In some of these cities I'll mention, I've been on site. Light the city, Seattle. And this is not just Seattle, but 30 communities in Puget Sound that are now walking in this kind of John 17 unity. Beautiful. Down the road in Santa Rosa, uh, together in Christ, Santa Rosa, 25 years. And together is a city, they're working with city government to recover from a trauma. The whole city on fire. We knew the news. Many houses burned and families traumatized by this. They're there in place walking alongside. Um, together, Tucson. One Kingdom, Abilene, Texas, West Texas. I walked with them for three years, and now they are now non-instrumental Church of Christ. They are Baptists, they are Charismatics, Pentecostals, every kind of denomination in Abilene, Texas. They call it One Kingdom. One Kingdom. They gather in large, large, you know, community halls to worship and praise the Lord together. Elevate KC, right in the heartland, Kansas City. One Heart DC. Terry and I go to DC tomorrow. It's our second home. Our son and daughter-in-law live there, and we're going to go hug our grandies for a week. But One Heart DC, One Heart DC, could it be that this could happen in our nation's capital in a time of need? Together for Berlin. We picture the city of Berlin split down the middle, a wall, capitalism on one side, communism on the other side. And right now there is a healthy, vibrant movement, multi-generational. The younger millennial leaders have picked it up. It's been operative for about 20 years. They're working with the Angela Merkel government, highest level federal government, to welcome refugees from the Middle East, to welcome these broken, distraught people, most of them Muslim, disillusioned Muslims, to help them with language skills, life skills, to assimilate them into their congregations. Friends, this is beautiful. This is the heart of Jesus. This is doing good deeds that opens the door for the good news. This is Berlin. This is happening in Dubai, in Cairo. This is happening in Nairobi. Africa is opening wide. We've got two prayer summits on the pad in June in Tanzania and Kenya. And I just received an invitation about a month ago to, to go to Nairobi for gathering at which there will be leaders from the major cities of Africa. And many of them are saying this, how do we break this, this shackling power of tribalism? How do we actually break down those barriers and those walls, one tribe to another? And I believe it is simply doing what David told us to do. What a beautiful thing when brothers and sisters dwell. God 
pours out blessing. I'll tell you one story, one story. 2007, I was invited to a little city, a little small burg, three million. That's more than the whole state of Oregon. Just a little burg in the northeast of India, Siliguri. I was invited to do a prayer summit. And as the Lord is just so, so gracious to do, he came. He just moved in that room, broke the hearts of the leaders. Walls came down. Bridges were built heart to heart. Just, just a, a beautiful thing, like David says. And so I said to them, I said, well, you know, it would be a good idea if you form a leadership team and set an agenda, meet, meet every month, and, you know, just kind of let me look over your shoulder, kind of look at your agenda, send me some notes. So I came a year later. Oh, and the only other thing I said to them was, if I give you one word of counsel, just meet together and pray for your city. Just get together and pray for your city. We do it in our city once a, once a week in Corvallis. So I walked away. I didn't get one email. There was no leadership team. There was no agenda. There were no notes. So I came back the next year, and I thought, well, gee, you haven't followed this quite according to my pattern. In other words, they blew me off. <laughs> this is your Western thing to do. Here's what they did. Ten leaders began meeting every Saturday morning at 8 o'clock. Every Saturday morning. Sometimes it was eight people, sometimes 12, 15. And then one Saturday morning in 2009, the Holy Spirit said to them, I want you to put on an appreciation banquet for the government of your city, for the government officials, the mayor, manager, council people, all that, all Hindus, all, all Hindus. So they mobilized. They got all the churches, the best food. Man, they really did it up. And they got people all involved in this. They got a hall. They just decorated it beautifully. And they put on a spread. And they actually spoke. And they said, we bless you. We, we appreciate what you're doing for our city. The mayor was just undone. He came to Joshua, the leader of this group, and he said, who are you folks? Why are you doing this? Aren't you going to say something? Well, I might have a few things to say. Joshua had liberty and just brought the gospel message. And then it was about a year later on a Saturday morning. Again, this is not a formal team as we understand it in the West. This is not like here's our agenda, here's our plan. It was just like the book of Acts, Acts chapter 13. While they were together, the Holy Spirit said, the Holy Spirit said, do an open-air meeting. Do a tent thing. They went to the government. And usually they would say, okay, you need policemen, you need permits, you need to do all this kind of stuff. And you know what they said? They said, we trust you folks. Why? Because they put on this banquet and blessed their city. Right? They built relationship. So they did their open tent thing. They hired someone to come in. The two groups that were most resistant to the gospel are West Bengalis and Biharis. Those from the state of Bihar and West Bengalis, they're just basically stonewall. They don't listen to the gospel. They don't respond to it. And so in this open-air tent meeting, those people were just coming in droves. The Spirit of God was moving and drawing them into the kingdom. Spontaneous conversion. That's revival. Right? That is spiritual awakening. And they also had a worship that was just lively. I mean, it would be Christ-centered type worship, dude. It was alive. And so after this is all over, after this is all over, th there's this uh, Hindu festival in, in India called Puja. I've done many spiritual meetings and prayer meetings during Puja. It's miserable. It's like demonic mosquitoes are flying in the air everywhere. It's really a very, a very oppressive time. Ancestor worship and all that. The Puja committee comes to Joshua it says this, look, um, Puja is a mess. Thousands of people, a lot of drinking, people get drunk, people get hurt. We're canceling Puja Festival this year. 
And we want to ask you and your Christian people to do worship and to do singing in the Central Business District at Christmas time. We're giving you our stage. We're giving you our budget. We're giving you our lighting. I'm telling you the exact story. This is what happened. We're giving you all of our stuff, and we're canceling Puja this year. And we want you to do this thing right down in the Central Business District around Christmas time. Get this. With dancing. Well, what is that about? These hopeless, oppressed Hindus are watching the Christians dance with delight in worshiping the Lord. And so they say, we want your worship. Bring it on and bring on the dancing. And so they did. And so uh, after that first time, yeah, when the believing community together was doing this, Puja, the Puja committee disbanded their committee altogether that had been in existence 100 years. Friends, I believe when the Lord really moves, we are going to see strongholds of darkness exposed and broken and come down. And this is not something we do. It's not something any strategy is going to do. It is the work of sovereign God honoring our honoring of one another and loving one another and walking together and praying. Amen? And so this is an evidence of the strongholds of darkness being brought down. Now it's gone further. Two years ago, Joshua wrote me this email. He says, now the West Bengali government, this is the government for the whole state, the whole area, is also funding them, giving them money to go to other cities to do worship with dancing. Because they see the joy and they see families being healed, marriages coming back together. And so this is the beauty of the unity. And now, this is, this is the latest, two weeks ago from Joshua, all these new Saints, new believers, West Bengalis, Biharis, are now being assimilated into the congregations. So they, they that have been made disciples are now making other disciples. This is the move of God that we're looking for. And this is an example, uh, I believe, of what happens when we simply say, Lord, we're going to walk together in love. We're going to pray together. And we're going to be a source of your blessing poured out into our community. The city of Siliguri, please pray for those saints as they continue to move forward. So here's where I want to close. We're in the midst, we're in the midst of a stirring. I've called it that, a stirring of the Holy Spirit. And um, this is in season. Anyone listening this morning, hearing something in the Spirit that we're in season? That the church is in a special place? I believe that. Our culture's in trouble. Our world's falling apart. It's a fearsome thing. But we are in a very, very special season. And in our valley, our valley, there are seeds sprouting up out of the ground. Right? There's life popping up out of the soil of the mid-Willamette Valley. Remember years back, driving down from Portland, you know the sign... It's just, a, I think, a little bit around Jefferson area. Welcome to Lynn County, seed capital of the world. And I believe from this valley, this fertile valley, what God is up to, he wants us to cultivate the land. He's the one that will water the seed. He's watering the soil. And he calls us, brothers and sisters, he, call, he calls you at Christ Center in Junction City to cultivate the soil, to ask him to water that soil, and already there is life popping up out of the soil of our valley. And I think we're at this point of just saying, Lord, more. 
bring it on. Show us what these next steps are to see that spiritual awakening pour forth. And so I think we just say to the Lord, God, thank you. How many, how many right now feel just gratitude? Gratitude, thanksgiving. This is a treasure. This is a gift. This is a gift from the Father through his Son because, and I want to say Steve and Patty Buss are a gift to your county. Okay? Are a gift. We bless you. We thank you. And guys like Joshua and, and Ethan down here and Christy McIntyre and Kristen Wall and Scott, I mean, all these people that Terry and I have come to know and love so deeply, these folks are obedient servants that hear the shofar of the Lord and obey in season. And you have leaders the Lord has raised up that are just a, a gift to your county. And I would just say to you, just continue to pray for them. It's a big year for you, big year for you. You know, you're pulling out the stops and you're doing a, you know, a Palau meeting in, G in July. There will be affinity opportunities to get trained in evangelism. There is City Serve. There is uh, Every Child. There are all these initiatives right now this year, big year for the kingdom of God in Lane County. And I would just say to you folks, uh, get engaged. Get engaged. Give thanks for the gift. Keep praying for the leadership. Keep praying for the, this life to keep coming forth in your valley. And get engaged. I want to close here just with a biblical historical description out of Nehemiah. Many of you know the story. And uh, because of um, Israel's disobedience, God allowed an enemy, Assyria, to come in, break down the walls, burn the gates. The temple was partially just destroyed. Sad story. But God calls a man, Nehemiah, who heard the trumpet. He heard in season. Tribe, you're hearing in season. Some of you probably are hearing a fresh word this morning. Or you're, you're sensing a fresh stirring to pray. Okay, So Nehemiah heard this word in season. And he basically raised the resources, he rallied the troops, and, and, and went in the face of a lot of opposition to rebuild the wall and to restore the burned gates. Now, a wall is protection, protects you from enemies. And the gates enable you to be careful with what you let in to a city. also gives you the opportunity to invite something out as needed. So I believe the application for us today is God is wanting his people, the body of his son, the body of Jesus, to pray for that wall of protection. Are you hearing me, church? To actually pray for and to be on the wall of protection around Junction City and around your county. And this is a holy privilege in season. So it is work, yes, but also warfare. And what's described here in this little verse you'll see is that Nehemiah says, okay, go to the wall. And what this looks like is that the families involved in this here, and they go to the part of the wall where they had ownership, where they lived, and go to the wall with a trowel in one hand ready to work and restore and rebuild, but go with a sword in the other because the enemy does not want this to happen. But I'm here this morning to blow the shofar and say I believe this will happen. And we have evidence that this is happening. So this is a call to the wall. 
of Junction City. This is a call to the wall of your county to get engaged. What's your tool? What tool has God put in your hand? Okay? And we all are to have a sword, a weapon in the other hand, ready to fight in the spirit, in prayer. As we repair that wall. So I say, saints of Christ Center, the Lord says to you, I'm calling you to the wall. I'm calling you in your prayers and in your obedience, in your service, and in season, right now, this is a now call this year to be available to the Lord to build that hedge of protection and blessing around your city. So here it is as we go to prayer. Just look at the final slide. Here's the question. Lord, where are you positioning me, my family, my church, the wall of our city or county? Let's, uh, let's go to prayer for a few moments. Father, I just want to express on behalf of my brothers and sisters here just gratitude, thanksgiving to you for your favor. Um, God, thank you for what you're doing to the north in Woodburn here in Wayne County. Thank you for stirring in Roseburg and Grants Pass. Thank you for this fresh word from Sweet Home, a city that's been broken, a lot of social pain, broken families. Thank you that you are on the move. I just pray, God, in these moments that you would give out assignments. Holy Spirit, speak and make very clear to my brothers and sisters what tool they have in their hand, what gift, what ministry, what resource to really bring to the mix here in season to help you, Lord, build this wall of protection and blessing. Come, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Through Jesus' prayer, Lord, you've invited us into your very family. We are in you. You are in us. So, Father, do what is pleasing in your sight in this season through this tribe, for this tribe, Christ Center, has said yes to you. And Lord, where there is a yes, right now in this moment, I hear bless. I'm blessing you. And I will bring forth much fruit through not only the obedience of the leadership, not, not just Joshua and Ed and Red and others in leadership here, God, but through your people that is Christ's center. Release that blessing, God, in full measure. For the healing, for the restoration, for the blessing of Junction City, for Lane County. And in the strong, mighty, and matchless name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.
so uh, that was a good word. You guys received that? Come on. Hallelujah. Well, as you know, when we have uh, our dear friends and family come, we want to make an opportunity to sow into the ongoing work and ministry. So the ushers are going to come right now and start passing those baskets. And uh, so uh, as they're coming, and you guys go ahead and start passing while I'm praying. We can multitask. I just want to return a blessing. So just extend. We're going to multitask. So while you're deciding in your heart what you'd like to give uh, with cheerfulness, not under compulsion, um, but also let's, uh, let's, just, let's just pray over Tom and Terry. Father, we thank you so much for Tom and Terry. We thank you that you're already covering them. You've already assigned angels um, to minister to them, to strengthen them just as you did Jesus, to protect them from the onslaught of the enemy, Lord. We're not impressed with the enemy's schemes, but we're also not unaware of them. So, Lord, I want to ask for an increase of provision. I want to ask for absolute blessing and healing and wholeness in their health. That in every way you be blessed, in every way you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I pray, God, that you would continue also to uh, bring divine appointments, Lord, as you're calling them. They're already doing this, but as they're mentoring sons and daughters, Lord, I pray for an even greater increase in that, Lord, because you, you are wanting John 17 to proliferate throughout the earth. And as they're carrying that, Lord, I pray that there would be an even greater increase, Lord, of sons and daughters that are rising up to run this same race, to, uh, to bring this same reformation, this same blessing. So I just thank you for that in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Lord, for this word and for this couple. Amen. Well, God bless you guys. The prayer servant team is coming to the front. So if you need healing in your body or you need encouragement or just a prophetic word or whatever you need, come and get prayer. You're in full-time ministry and you need backup. So don't just come because you're bleeding to death. Come because you're doing a great job and you want more strength and joy. God bless you guys. Have a great week.